well. Right? <laughs> yeah, hello. Welcome back to yet another episode of American Dudocracy. Yes. Here in the Honey Hut. Mayor Dave, what's up, buddy? Yes. Another gorgeous day, guys. March 1st is right around the corner. I'm very happy about that. You, do you remember me ever telling you how every March 1st, you know, we were all oil and gas guys. We work in the field and um, I'd come around the corner on the March 1st, coming into Grand Junction. The birds just came back that day. Hmm. And the bud started budding that day and the green grass started popping up in the median on March 1st. March And 1st. it's right around the corner. Yeah, it is. So we're on the downhill swing is what I'm getting at. And yeah. I know I'm exaggerating a little bit on some of that. But it just feels like March 1st is one of my favorite days because spring's on the way. Mm-hmm. Happy about that. Bring it on. <clears throat> How about you, Kamikaze? Yeah, I, man, I love spring. Spring's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Not too hot yet. You're kind of out of the winter. A little muddy, but yeah, all mm-hmm. good. Yeah, life's good. Yeah, we just moved, so we're busy. Busy moving. <laughs> You know, just just for the record, it takes a year and a half to forget the pain of moving. Just if there's any question in there. I'm a slow it learner. It takes me a lot longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> like, Man, if I move sucks. once every 10 years, I'm mad. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to move. Yeah. It sucks. Oh, moving's tough, man. Tough. Yeah, I think I've been in my house for about 13 going on 14 years. Wow. So Nice, man. You're due for a move. I right? think so. Yeah. 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 Up to a trailer park. You know, yeah. so. <laughs> Moving on. Yep. Uh-huh. From the tent. <laughs> At least it's not a van down by the river. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. <laughs> you know, speaking of which, how we should be grateful for what we even have now. Because mm-hmm. I work with a lot of uh, clients that are not as uh, fortunate so to speak, yeah. and they're in this yep. world. Well, I, I don't know that they'll ever see a change, but man, it's time to be grateful for what you have. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We are very blessed just living in America. I think mm-hmm. being born with the freedoms we have and yeah, it's, it's a blessing for sure. <clears throat> it's a, that's an interesting concept, man. I was thinking about that when I was running actually. Uh, today um just thinking of all the things right so think of your life think of everything that you have have had have been part of and how much of that is absolutely necessary so how much of your life to this point has been above and beyond what you need. Is that not a humbling thought? Mm -hmm. Like, like what, I mean, if you think about what you need versus what you have, well, it's, it's hard just to like, what do I, what do I not need? Right. I think you have to have perspective on that. And Dave, you got that right. Dealing with some of the folks you're dealing Mm, with. you, You get that chance to, to see that perspective i do right so so yeah that that definitely helps your mindset with mm-hmm. the whole thing right like man yeah 
You know, there's a line in uh, one of my favorite movies is the Book of Eli. Hmm. With and uh, what's his name? Denzel Washington. Denzel. Yep. Yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah, where he says about it's a little. I'll have to get this right, so don't quote me. But it it basically talks about like <clears throat> they're they're they know that he's kind of like from the old before the Flash, and they mm-hmm. they call it the Flash and so forth, and. Of course, the end of the movie is is uh, I, I highly recommend that for people. It's it's just it's fun. It's a really good movie. It's yeah. got a lot With of a good perspective. At the end too. Yes, yeah, that very very shocking. The yes, crap out of me. Yeah, but anyway, he had he basically speaks of a time where people wasted more than they needed. You, you know what I'm saying? Basically, they they wasted it. <laughs> You know, and and here it is in a day where he was living now, where it's you're just basically trying to survive, and of course people are eating each other. You know, you get the shakes, so to speak, if you're uh, eating, you're cannibalizing. But anyway, it's it's just a really good perspective about we waste more than we really need. Oh yeah. So uh, I don't know. It just brings things into you, you look at your life and you're going. I don't need all this. Right. I really don't. Right. Well, then it, for me, it's like contentment, right? Mm-hmm. So what what are you content with? And it's good. I think God blesses us with, with things. And I think we need to acknowledge that we're blessed. But yeah, it's it's hard with our culture to stop with the minimum, right? It's like, man, I but that motorcycle is even bigger. I could go even faster with that one. That that's that boat right there. I could even go faster with that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's like the, always the next biggest thing, right? Well, definitely a bigger boat makes you more handsome. <clears throat> oh yeah, no doubt. We'll say that. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> with that's a big right. gun too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big boat, big gun. <laughs> I don't know what the question was, but another gun is a good thing. Yeah, more. That's the answer. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's that doesn't apply to this. Oh yeah, yeah. Guns and ammo. No. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 More of that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Always need more. Need. Yeah, that's a need. Yeah. Yep. So you guys were talking about the chosen. Yeah. So, dude, the chosen. What a what a fantastic series. Um. You know the wife got me into it she uh i was held hostage um i haven't watched i have like a handful of movies that i watch that i know that i just put on and fall asleep to and because i don't like get into a lot of things because i it eats up too much time right so she was telling me about the chosen because she did a she did a a women's bible study and part of it started out with the series of the chosen and it was like the first series. And so she did a Bible study that, that went kind of hand in hand with that. And so she watched the first series and she was, she came home she came to me afterwards. She's like, we really need to watch this. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And another TV series like, nah, I'm good. So I put it off for a while. And then, you know, as I finished my read through of the Bible and I was going back and doing some studying on things and she pulled me back in and thankfully she did. You know, what, what a, what a fantastic series that Mm -hmm. is, you know, for a, for a 
series, a, a show that is all about Jesus. It is a great series. Oh, yeah. I, can't, I can't say enough about yeah. it, honestly. Yeah, Dallas Jenkins, the producer, he did a great job with it. Absolutely. And the character of Jesus just nailed it, I think. He's, he's mm. so, it's such a soft image of Jesus that I think is pretty accurate, you know? I think he's, he's fun, you know, happy, likes to play around a little bit, but serious and at the same time. And, you know, yeah, I, I love it. I think it's great. you know what you know what's funny is um I've never watched the chosen I've seen some episodes but I've never got into the series and I, I, I'm admitting it here but honestly some of the I've heard this is a direct 180 compared to some of the older Christian movies if you will that are pretty cheesy yeah you know and and I think that's been a turnoff for a lot of people but I've heard the chosen is second to none yeah yeah, you got to watch Especially it, Especially as a series. I, I'm excited. You guys got me fired up right now. Yeah, we got the kids watching it, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we've been watching it, man. <clears throat> yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. It, uh, you know, it it it's had me thinking about a lot of things with it, right? And I guess one of the things that's that's humbling in a sense, not in a sense, I mean, to, to stick with the theme, right, of, like, it's humbling to me to think of, a God, the God that cares so deeply to put himself in human form on earth as one of us to live and breathe and hurt and hunger and weep and laugh and feel and love and be discriminated against and be hated and feel all of the things right to, to put, I mean, you can't say it any other way mm -hmm. to, to put in your, in our shoes. Like yeah. that's pretty humbling. And, and this pretty is cool. deity. This is like the creator of the universe of all things. He is the past. There's no beginning. There's no ending great I am and he came down and humbled himself to walk in our shoes I, I it, it's yeah. mind-blowing on on why he has done that yeah through Jesus and that right. was the only path that that could possibly save humanity right because the mm -hmm. the way we were mm -hmm. the, the sins we committed and the opportunities we were given and the failures time and time and time again yeah that was the only path yeah yeah, beautiful story. Mm -hmm. You know what really uh, resonates with me is the fact that, you know, I was traveling down Pitkin one day. Uh, Pitkin is kind of an older street uh, here in Grand Junction, Colorado. But anyway, it's uh, there's a lot of homeless, a lot. And then they're camping out in the uh, parks and different things. And uh, today I was watching a guy that he basically talking to himself, shoving his hands in his front jacket and out and talking to them. And he loves that guy just as much as he loves me. Right. If not more, I don't know. I, he loves us all equally. It's, he, it, it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. He loves us all the same deeply mm -hmm. wants that man to accept him as his Lord and savior. And he, he, 
basically tells me that every day I see somebody that's, un, you know, in an unfortunate situation, he loves them just as much as he loves me and my kids and my babies and things that I think are very valuable. Yeah. That soul is valuable to him. Right. Right. Yeah. Listening. That helps you. You need to look at it that way, though. Mm -hmm. Right. It's yeah. hard to because mm -hmm. we get so caught up in the flesh that mm -hmm. it's hard to look at it like through spiritual eyes. Like, don't look at someone with what they're wearing or judge them based off of their situation. You got to look beyond that. They're their soul. Right. And all souls matter through through yeah. his eyes. Yep. Yep. Anyway. No, that's well, I think that's a. I mean, that's the world we live in, right? The world we live in is is a material world. It's a it's a dying world. It is bound to have an end. And, and that's the purpose, right? It's. But we we as flesh. We are susceptible to the materialistic things that we want to hang on to. Mm -hmm. Right. Not understanding that this is just a very temporary spot, place, time, like to remember, like when you think of it that way, to remember that all of us will die mm -hmm. guaranteed that all of us are destined for something after this. So what are you holding on to so dearly here that you are willing to sacrifice that? Etern right. eternity for like yeah this temporary state of dirt and organisms and materials and and you see other people living in this life and based on what they may be wearing or what they're doing how we have that notion to want to think differently and not see a soul you see a person you see a material person Right. Yep. It's all about seeing through Jesus' eyes and um, knowing that we have a few years to choose him. We have 80 years, let's say, for example, compared to eternity. Right. To uh, make our choice to either accept him and live for him or where are we going to spend eternity? It's, it's very sobering, too. Right. Because right. everybody's going to stand, you know, in judgment uh, based off of if we've accepted him or not. Yeah, it's it's scary. It kind of puts a puts a different spin on it, right? Like this this life is finite. We we only have so much time here. Yep. And this is a blink of an eye. I think the Bible says mm -hmm. it's a it's a mist in the wind, right? That mm -hmm. that is our life, which is hard to even fathom because you just and I was at actually had a pastor spray just spray a bottle of, of water or whatever and it's, it's gone a second later and that's that's your life mm -hmm. you know that that's how long it is in eternity and that's all we have right so that's it. but after that man life is gonna get good right yeah looking forward to heaven choose wisely mm-hmm well, so I guess that's a deeper question, right? So to put you guys a little bit on the spot, what are, what are your beliefs in that? So, so how do you, so when we die, I guess, what do you, what do you, what happens, right? Where, what is, 
what happens. Hmm. Well, how about that for a, how about that for a question? Mm-hmm. Well, if you've been good, you've got like all these virgins waiting for you in heaven and in paradise. If you're bad, you're partying with your friends in hell, right? <laughs> Isn't that yeah. kind of, yeah, that's it. What everybody thinks. Yeah. Just going to party in hell together and you're going to be surrounded by all your party friends. Mm-hmm. Sad. I'm afraid that's not the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There's a literal heaven and a literal hell. Mm-hmm. Well, so for me, everything I've been taught and everything I've read and what God and, uh, you know, through the Holy Spirit has shown me is there is an, a divine appointment where if I choose him, I get to be with him forever and ever and ever. There's no end to this thing. And it's, it's going to be a life of complete comfort and love and peace and just being with Jesus and knowing that you have no worries at all. Love, joy, all the unspeakable things that he has for us at the end. But if we don't choose him, there's an eternal punishment for not accepting him mm-hmm. because when we're in rebellion to him, we go where there was a place that was not created for us, but it was created for Satan and his followers All right, and his little minions. Mm-hmm. We, we, hell wasn't for designed for mankind. Mm-hmm. It was designed for Satan. Right. So we, we all have a soul. I think to answer your question, Matt, we, and if you don't believe that, I guess check yourself. I mean, does it feel like this is it? I mean, when I die, that's, that's it. That, that's the end. I think that, you know, I don't know. To me, it's, it makes a lot of sense, right? We, we have a soul. There's something more to it. And our body, this is just flesh and it fades away, but the soul doesn't. So where do you want your soul going? Where, where do you want to end up? So yeah, there's a literal heaven and a literal hell. And yeah, like you said, Dave, it's which one do you want, right? Do it because you love heaven, not because you hate going to hell, though, I think. Oh, that's a really good. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because you love Jesus. Right. And you're you're you want that companionship and that relationship with him. Um, you know, the folks that have chosen him, um, you want to be with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't want to be in hell with the devil and his angels. So. Um, exactly. Perverts well, and people that haven't made that that commitment to him mm-hmm. so right i want i want to go that way <laughs> yeah exactly what do you think matt well I, I guess i have a i have a couple questions right i like to i like to think of things in questions so when we talk about life and a soul and a spirit you know is there a difference between a soul and a spirit potentially there could be but I guess if if you're if if you're a non-believer I guess what what gives you life what what brought the cells in your body to life because from a molecular fundamental scientific standpoint 
the same things that make up my body make up the table, make up the floor. It's true. From an from a a basic composition standpoint, the same elements that are within me you can find in the dirt. Why is the dirt not alive? Why does the dirt not have a conscience? You know what I mean? Why can it not think? Why? So there, there has to be something that, that gives life. Science. Life doesn't just create itself. Like from no matter what scientific standpoint you look at, there is nothing that can create itself from nothing. Like from a fundamental standpoint, you know, so, so that question in and of itself points to a creator, right? There has to be some start of life. So, so when you're thinking of that, right? So, so life has a purpose. So what is the purpose of life, right? Um, when we are created, we're created for a reason. And I, I think that reason is, is to follow God. That reason is to spread the word of God. That reason is to be alive and to help each other. Right. But it's when you start getting to the fundamental level, like I, there's a lot of, maybe there's a lot of questions, right? I think without getting into too theological or philosophical discussion, right? Um, there are those that want to point towards science and, and say that life just happened somehow, some way, some shape, some form this, mm -hmm. the big even bang. by science, there was a miracle. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so that's the alternative, right? Uh, if you believe that there, a big bang created all this stuff, but evolution only happens in very small minuscule amount of change over time, but yet, this massive change happened like that. Like, come on, if you, you believe that, but you don't believe that a God just created it all. Is it really that hard to believe if you believe the big bang? Well, I mean, uh, if you, if you took, I mean, to this day, right. As long as humans have existed, whatever that time frame is, you can take something and you can't create life out of it. Life just doesn't, the table just doesn't come alive ever. That table could sit there for 10 trillion years and that table's not going to come alive. It, it takes something to create life in it. So I guess that's, that's the fundamental question I have, right? Like is like life begins somewhere and it has to begin with the creator. Everything points toward a creator and the creator's God. I mean, there's, there's just this, to me, it's almost like there's a, a scientific community. Science used to be, in my opinion, the study of trying to figure out how life was created, not that science created the life. And it seems like in recent history, in recent times, the science community has reversed roles and is now trying to create life on its own. And that is, that's errant. That's not accurate. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's a, that's a 
man, I'm kind of taking us down a whole kind of weird rabbit hole here, but, but the bottom line is, you know, when you die, the way that, the way that I'll say this is, you know, you are a soul, you have a body, your body is dying from the time you're born. Mm -hmm. Your soul is not your soul is eternal because God created your life. God created your soul. Your body was put together. The life in your body was what was what has been created by God. So that is the eternal part of you and the faith in God and in through Jesus, through him making us right with God we put our faith into God through Jesus, the son of God, the Holy spirit that gives your soul eternity. It puts you on the path that you were meant to be on. Mm -hmm. Right. Is that. It's true. Is that a. Yes. Because if you remember in Genesis, it basically said that God breathed the breath of life that's, into Adam. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's we're the yes. only thing that God actually mm -hmm. broke. You know, He breathed life into. That's right? he our didn't do soul. That with the yeah. animals, He just snapped His fingers and they were there, right? But with us, yeah, He actually breathed life into us. He created it from the dirt. So yeah, the body was there, but it had no life. So it was that table until God blew breath blew life into the right yeah gave from him life his own breath of life there you go that's so, it so so that is the part that i think i think people there there's a a miscommunication there and somehow or another it seems like the the science community has has twisted that narrative a bit Right. Oh, of course, they they are looking at it as, um, you know, all this takes faith. Us breathing takes faith. We just, you know, inhale our breath and we are believing that it's going to be there. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, faith has to be a part of this equation. And if we have that faith and continually pray for more, you know, that God, even Jesus talks a lot about faith. We have to have that faith and know that what he said is true and how he, how he did it was true. Um, and one, one little rant I have is there is no such a thing ever as evolution. There's adaptation, but there's not evolution. Nothing becomes something that it's not. Bible describes um, several places, um, even after Noah, uh, you know, things that were seed bearing, after their kind, that's genetics, has nothing to do with evolving into something. A mm -hmm. horse is never going to evolve it into a, a bird of some sort, or you know, a, a mosquito is going to evolve into something different. They adapt because our world is mm -hmm. just created that way. We adapt to these. We put clothes on when it's cold. We take them off when it's hot. So there's a difference between adaptation and evolution. Yeah, good point. Yep. Well, and everyone has faith. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everyone has faith. Everybody. You, if you go and you sit down in a chair, you have faith that that chair is going to hold you up. Right. You have mm -hmm. faith that when you get an airplane, it'll take off and land and take you somewhere. I mean, everyone has faith. 
So faith isn't something that is a stretch for anybody. We all have to have it. It's just, so again, is it, is it that hard to, to believe in God? Well, I think, I think that's what's so amazing about, about God, right? Is in a sense, not in a sense, uh, to be, I guess, to be perfectly blunt, the, the people that are out to prove that there is no God are already admitting there is a God <laughs> to prove that there's not. <laughs> That's true. They're looking for ways around so that they don't have to believe. Right. That's why science is taking a, a really crazy turn. It's right. not about saying, okay, I'm going to be open-minded here and let's yeah. see what science says about God's creation. They're basically saying, we don't believe in all that. So we're going to find a way all the way around that. Well, it, it, let me prove to you that through carbon dating, we're billions of years old or, you know, this, this bug or whatever was uh, in this cesspool and crawled out and became something that's, you know, science is looking for everything. Some science is looking for anything to not believe. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Well, I, I mean, if you take the way that the universe that God created everything. So earth was created from whatever God pulled from to create mm -hmm. earth. How old is that stuff? Right? So earth is made up. So if, if I take ingredients out of my closet, my pantry, and I bake a cookie, the cookie was baked today, but the flour that I put in the cookie could be from eight mm -hmm. months ago. The sugar could be from a year ago, mm -hmm. but no science says the cookie was made today. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, oh, yes. like yeah, if, if I'm a non-believer in gravity, the only way to test my theory is if I have to truly believe that I, <laughs> if I did not believe gravity existed, I wouldn't want to jump. <laughs> yeah, but because exactly. I jump and I test gravity, I'm believing gravity is there, whether I'm trying to disprove it or not. Mm -hmm. So if I'm set out to disprove God, that means that I, I know there's a God. Yeah. Well, look up the book, uh, Lee Strobel's Case for Christ, right? He right. started that way. He started to disprove God and he ended up being a, yeah. he, you know, he, he yeah, was born again now, believer. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, Amazing. All, all of it comes to that, mm -hmm. you know, every, every, and he's just one example of many, right? Like when you set out to do that now, now the difference being, I think, I think the folks that, um, I think the people that that are hesitant to declare their faith are the ones that are afraid, right? And that's and that's a natural thing. I think that is a natural thing, right? Uh, in our nature, we are we are drawn to evil. We are drawn to darkness, right? We live on a fallen planet. Mm -hmm. We that's all part of it. But but until you step into the light. Like you can choose to do that. And that's, we all, we all do. I think that's all on God's time. Right. But, but that faith, right. You talk about faith and it's just like you said, the chair, you believe the chair is going to hold you, mm -hmm. but in, until you sit in the chair, you're not yeah. testing your faith. Yeah. So you have a, you have a yeah, scientific like that, group you know. that's like arguing over whether the chair will hold them. And none of them are willing to sit on the chair because they, they don't want to prove the chair will hold them. Yeah, so they'd rather right, just theorize right. about why it won't. <laughs> yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of a weird deal. Mm-hmm. And you know, you talked about uh, the soul and I came across something in, in the book of John uh, and I'll read it uh, while we're talking. I want to get your thoughts on this because it, it says that the words of God are like a double edged sword, sword mm-hmm. that can separate the soul and the spirit, mm-hmm. the soul from the spirit and bone from marrow. Now, does that potentially mean that there is a difference between your soul and your spirit? Because it, it says both of those, or is that just highlighting how absolutely precise the word of God is that it can split something that man can't split. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm not, I'll pull up the verse so much of a deep person, but you know, the Bible does talk about your spirit represents will. It's kind of the same thing. It's, it's your thought process and so forth. It's your will. Your soul is everlasting and it's, it's a pretty close little dynamic there, your Mm -hmm. soul and your spirit, because those, those will live forever. Yeah. Your flesh is not right. So whatever you're feeding your soul and your spirit is what you will have for eternity. You won't have your body. We're going to get new bodies. Um, those that go to the other direction, I have no idea. I think that, of course, I don't think that there's going to be a body in yeah. hell because it's going to get burned up and basically talks about where the uh, worm never dies. Yeah, and Yeah. Um, well, read that, Matt. You got that handy. I do. I have it right here. I'm going to pull it up in two different versions. So the NLT version of Hebrews... 4 12 so that's the verse i was thinking of hebrews 4 12 and this is nlt for the word of god is alive and powerful it is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit between joint and marrow it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires so that's the nlt now the uh csb or christian standard bible right uh, for the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So in both of those, it points to a separation of the soul and spirit. And I, so I've been reading back and forth between John and Hebrews has been part of my reading with my 75 hard 10 pages a day. I've been bouncing, reading both of those books, only those two books for the longest time. And I, I've read the book of Hebrews no less than, I don't know, 20 times in the last month. Wow. And I, awesome. like, I just came across this again the other day and was like, what? Hey, oh, go ahead, dude. Have you ever tried the blue letter Bible? That is. This, this okay. is the app that I've got. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I love it. That's really a, that a pretty good. cool. And, and, and you can kind of dive down into the details on um, what that exactly means. But yeah, it gives I, I've you, never thought about this. Yeah. It's, it's okay. something I've never Honestly. thought of either. Yeah. And I, and that's, I actually had a discussion with uh, <laughs> Pastor Bruce today about that. Uh, we were painting a thing at the church, uh, Sunshine and I and Matilda. Uh, mm-hmm. We went and volunteered some time and we were doing some work there and I, he come in and of course he and I talk about a lot of things. Right. Yeah. 
I say, hey, man, what do you think of this? And he's like, oh, that's that's pretty interesting. And then he pointed to the bone and marrow comment. Right. He's like, well, I think it highlights how sharp the word of God is that it can potentially separate things that can't be separated. So it, it just, again, shows the different depths of the word of God, the Bible, and how, I guess, yeah. how you can interpret it and how you can take it and maybe the message you get from it. Mm-hmm. So I actually had a, a di- little bit different take on this. There was a demonstration I've seen recently that about the spirit. So I think your soul is your soul. That That's what we're talking about. That goes to heaven or hell. The spirit is the Holy Spirit. So this demonstration, it, it, she filled up this glass of milk and then she put chocolate syrup in it and to the point where it's overflowing. And the Holy, the Holy Spirit is the chocolate, right? And then she started to mix it up. So it's mixed up. It's chocolate milk now, right? You can't separate the chocolate out of the chocolate milk. So you can't separate the spirit from the soul once once you have the spirit in you, right? So maybe that is what it's referring to. I don't know. That That's a good question. Well, that's so that, that's along the lines of what I was thinking of, too, um, because, you know, we, we've had the discussion about the Holy Spirit and, you know, what the Holy Spirit does and what it means and how, you know, like I've asked, like, how come it doesn't have a name like, like, you know, God, Yahweh, Yehovah, uh, Yua, Y-H-W-H, Yod, Hey, Wad, Hey, uh, like multiple names. Same with Jesus. Jesus actually has more names than any other person or thing ever. Um, you know, you can go down the list. Um, but then the Holy Spirit is just like the Holy Spirit. And, you know, we've talked about that a little bit and it kind of makes sense to me that the spirit part of you is the Holy Spirit and the soul once you accept Jesus into your life, it becomes chocolate milk. Binds. It binds to you, right? It's always there, yeah. but you're binding, you're making that compound yeah. and you're binding it. Yeah. And then once you have that, you'll always have that. Yeah. Right. And those that don't quite put those together, it's separated. Mm-hmm. So your soul is damned. Mm-hmm. Your soul is, is not saved. Right. And the spirit moves on because the soul isn't, the spirit isn't destroyed with the yeah. soul, right? Because that's the Holy Spirit. So that's, that's what I thought of that's too, yeah. was, was that combination. Mm-hmm. And no matter how hard we try as humans, like that bond is not ours separate. to break. Yep. Now there's, I mean, you can go into further depth, right? Like there's also discussion about, you know, the, the sin that is unforgivable, blaspheming against the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so maybe that is part of that. The people that are, are almost there that don't bind that, that the spirit then separates from the soul Mm -hmm. can't Mm. be saved. So then you get into atonement, right. And atonement is, is everybody saved or not? And, you know, and obviously not everybody is because there are people that go to hell. The Bible says that. So, so I guess that's where all of that, kind of comes together right and and the the word of god and and the way that it all works i mean it's not meant for us to really understand fully because that's why we have faith yeah if we had all the answers faith wouldn't be required you you would know Mm -hmm. uh but but that's our part yeah 
our part is to have faith yeah. and to grow in that faith, right? To press on in the faith. We've talked about that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Good. so I don't know, man. It's Good stuff. It's a lot. It's, it's very a deep. Lot. Yeah, that is. That's good. Well, yeah. it's very deep and it's it's all <laughs> it's all just thoughts, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just spitballing here. Yeah. But it's but I, I find it amazing that like I said, man, I, I know I've read Hebrews and John now, probably no less than twenty times yeah. each. And that's I just awesome. keep that's finding really these good. little lines in there that blow me away. Yeah. That's a good one. So it's right on. It's, it's interesting, man. So I don't know. It's, uh, you know, the other, the other question I'd have for you guys is, you know, prayer, you know, I I guess maybe for a future, for a future podcast, you know, I, I mean, what about praying? Like how, how do you pray? Mm -hmm. That would be, yeah, that, that's its own. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, we should save that time. Yeah. Well, that's a whole discussion, right? Yeah, it is. Because Jesus teaches, you know, Lord's Prayer and so forth. And I've I've heard that dissected. We'll we'll have to definitely jump on that one. I would love to do a a prayer and start with that, right? The prayer that Jesus teaches. Mm -hmm. Like, here's how you can pray Mm -hmm. and go from that to, you know, because I don't think there's any wrong way to pray. Mm -hmm. I guess maybe. I don't know. Well, the, the real prayer is God is great. God is good. Now we thank him for this food. Is that the Lord's prayer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. God, please let the chiefs win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Again. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's, there's a lot to it. And I know that's a, a very deep discussion, but. Uh, it's good. We need to do that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the, how to, how to pray, when to pray, how to pray. Mm-hmm. you know how do you pray yeah. so right on i don't know man Davo, what you got buddy mm, i just love this because um <laughs> i'm telling you anytime you dive into the bible it's all good it uh there's little quips and and honestly i had never picked up that yeah me neither that verse either because i don't see g you know god wanting to take this big sword and start to yeah whacking things apart i think it's um uh, a little bit allegorical, uh, allegorical, because it's it's defining the power of the word of God. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! If we had any idea the power that we have on earth through Jesus, of course it's not our power, but it's through Him. We we just have no idea what happens when we pray and in, in the heavenly heavenly realms and so forth. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we we definitely need to dive into that. Yeah, that's a good one. Stay tuned. Yeah, I think that's where it's at, man. Yeah. I think that's where it's at. So with that, boy, I think that's a, that's mm-hmm. a wrap, huh, fellas? That's good. It is. Dive right. into the Bible. Dive into his word. Yep. Make Thanks. a good choice. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. <laughs>